0: We not been friends on Discord this entire time.
1: He was talking to me. I sent oh, him a friend request. Cool. When I was trying to figure out why I couldn't hear him, I didn't figure that was the reason. But I figured, I figured it might as well friend him while we were thinking about it.
0: Yeah, I definitely thought we were already.
1: Me too. Me too, dude. Isn't it great that after
2: years and years and years, you two can finally call each other friends?
0: <laughs> we're Discord. <laughs> Official now.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> the most official. Oh, David, is are you recording? I sure am. Okay, great. All of this Why bullshit is gonna be
3: <laughs> I mean, so part of this might make it in. Who knows?
2: I don't know. I cause cause like I'm I'm like blah blah I'm funny podcast and I'm like wait if he's not recording I mean I guess I'm just being me
3: (laughs) yeah also Mm -hmm. you know you could you can just be cheerful and and happy with your friends Angelica doesn't have to be for a studio audience
4: (laughs) no I'm sorry you need to record the session of the post-apocalypse as
3: the callous Strathmill Caro. <laughs> oh man, thank God we're not doing all this in character. Um, yeah. Firstly, who would I be though? Would I be the conductor or yes. would I be Granger? Oh, you could
2: also you be Derek's a- dead brother. I could
3: be. I could
2: be. That would or be so
3: much post Or a horse. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just be a horse the whole time. Ask us some questions in horse,
3: and we'll just Oh, don't you dare. <laughs> don't you dare me to do that, because I fucking will. <laughs> I I will rise to that challenge this is and your, your you loving, all will struggle.
1: This is your loving and long suffering wife who's <laughs> asking you to
3: <laughs> Don't do this. Uh are we ready? Do we want to get the ball rolling on this? I I'm ready as we will be. Yeah. Uh how you how you doing over there, Joesby? I'm ready. I guess. Yeah. Uh if in case this makes it into the record. Uh fun fact for the audience out there, Joesby is the only one not playing with us playing with us. We're not playing. Uh, we're just we're just we playing we're just chatting uh but but jose the only one not in the room with us this time because he's still in in georgia yeah i don't know if uh, we want to
1: tell him that he's dude. still in another state from the rest
3: he's of us. still i'm dead. still oh we're communicating with him entirely via ouija board we- No, sorry yeah. it's luigi board you're right it's a waluigi board. waluigi board <laughs> <laughs> Every single ghost utterance from that is wah. <laughs> uh, I'm. I mean, it's not too late to go back and change all the ghost lines games and replace all the ghosts with wah.
2: Yes, it is. <laughs> I mean, special edition.
3: Special uh, edition. <laughs> one two minute episode. Ghost lines. <laughs> wah edition. Wah edition, if you will. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Goodness. No>. <laughs> <Wah>. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my
3: goodness! no thanks let it be known we stand waluigi in this house it's true ha uh, so before this becomes the waluigi show uh hi everybody uh welcome to our new and extremely interesting i'm sure you'll find uh segment where <laughs> we we do a bit of a, a retrospective i think it's really uh another word for it is a post-mortem which i think is quite accurate for ghost lines
2: oh my gosh yeah uh,
3: where We're calling the segment The Post-Apocalypse. Uh, it's where we, we get together uh, and we, we chat about what we did. First, uh, I want to just spend a little bit of time and reflect on, on Ghost Lines. Um, it is four beautiful pages of madness. Uh, we'll start with, with uh, Joe since he's the furthest away. Um, what'd you think of it? Do you like it? Would you play it again? You know like what what are your what are your general thoughts?
0: Um Ghostlines was pretty cool. I had some very interesting mechanics overall. But uh I I really like how everything was kind of like built as far as like the setting and I I honestly don't know how much of this was handcrafted by you and how much was already like made as a as a base game. Oh man, I,
3: I any details I probably made up ex- except for like names and stuff. Yeah. Uh but like the big strokes thing, you know, the shattered Isles, the the nations, uh the concept of ghost hunting horses, uh leviathans, uh and hollows, that that's all native to the the world of Ghost Lines and uh Blades in the Dark, which are the in the same universe.
0: Yeah. So so one of the the concepts the you mentioned the the ghost hunting horses (laughs) great 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 base idea but um you and your ability to make literally everything a eldritch horror (laughs) just icing on the cake with that one (laughs) absolutely you know i uh
3: that is one of the nicest things that anyone's ever said to me (laughs) i thank you uh so so one thing that i thought was very very cool about ghost lines is just how much uh john harper who's the the author uh did a wonderful job with it of course um just how much detail there is packed in and it's not just detailed but it's usable um like ghost lines does not waste any of its of its paper space but it's also not like laid out in a way that's difficult to follow. Uh, And all the detail it does provide is enough to get you rolling. I think I I put a little asterisk with that, though, wherein if you don't already know a little bit about PBTA, uh, especially Apocalypse World, um, but really just PBTA in general, I think there's not any of that surrounding description explaining you like if you're uh, the the MC for the game, like how to do that, uh, or if you're playing like how exactly moves work and stuff. It doesn't have any of the accompanying description. That's like you know chopped all that away. But if you if you understand PBTA as a concept, then you already have that background. Then Ghostlines is excellent. It's it's got everything in it that you need, and everything that I brought into the game, I'm pretty sure uh, in one way or another was directly inspired by an item on one of their roll tables. Um, so like, it's it's in there, uh, and your game could have it too. Uh, I just since we were doing a one shot, I just picked the things I wanted instead of rolling for things. So, yeah, the rule
1: tables are really cool. That was a a thing that I don't know. I can't remember if we talked about in the setup that there are a bunch of different. Yeah, I we did talk about
4: it. Um, and it's almost a lot like those one page or card size RPGs in that mm-hmm. way, where it's like, hey, you have this incredibly small document
3: and the will to play. Here you go. Yeah, you know, That's all you need. And it's free. So, like, you know, you could go grab it right now. It's it's free and available for and you. You should. should. You should.
2: Right. So with that in mind, I think that what I really appreciated most about the game of Ghost Lines, about the, the system, is, like, the moves are so simplistic and straightforward that it allows an immense amount of creativity in how to interpret them and a good baseline for, like, how to understand the severity of what's going on. Like, um, it just, I don't know, it just makes a lot of sense.
3: On on the subject of an interpretation, uh, yeah. I really like you using that because, uh, like for the the weapons, like for the unique uh, uh either items or or skills that each of the the different line bulls possesses, you know, you have the anchor with their their heavy encounter suit, you have uh, the rook with their uh, some kind of special lightning hook. I remember, it, 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 yeah, was a, a heavy, heavy lightning, lightning hook? That's right. Uh, and, and like the goggles for the owl, and then the the net thrower right the lightning net thrower for yep. uh for Rowan yep for Rowan for spiders there we go that's the word <laughs> that's the position um but besides those words there's no description so right. so like it's the game is very much like i have given you the bones and you can put whatever flesh you want
2: <laughs> the flesh is yours to design
3: uh, only after you pop the bones <laughs> <laughs> Truth. so i'm i'm sure you all noticed uh, anyone who listened uh how how many times we sort of paused to describe how we were understanding a thing, um, which is sort of necessary, but I imagine well, I ghost lines, you could absolutely play uh, a short or even a long campaign out of, uh, so once you have those things defined, uh, for your rendition of it, you have, you know, you, you have that in your back pocket. You can just rely on it from then on. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I thought that was really, really cool about ghost lines. um, any other specific thoughts on the game before we talk about some stars and wishes?
4: Um, I'll, I just want to second that I really love the setting that Ghostlines and Blades in the Dark share. Blades in the Dark is one of my favorite systems, and playing Ghostlines was really fun. Stepping back into that world a bit, um, I also really dig how, and you know, maybe this is uh, more of a wish slightly, but. Um, like the system was pretty darn simple and you could just like jump right into it somewhat if you were ready to do that Um, i do wish that a few things were slightly better disambiguated i can't remember Mm -hmm. exactly what they were off the top of my head now but i do recall during recording there was on occasion a moment needed to like parse something
1: oh i remember there was uh we we didn't necessarily understand exactly how uh how the like taking more trauma
3: oh works, yeah right? uh, I, i'm gonna cover that in our uh uh what we did wrong oh, actually you're right and that's part of this this section isn't it mm-hmm. i realized that was in my notes uh yeah so reflection on the system is also a time to talk about what we did wrong uh this is a great opportunity to talk about the the most glaring one to me that when i listened back through i was like ooh, i really wish i hadn't done that uh i will say on re-listening it didn't seem like it's super obvious flub, at least. So I feel like for anyone who has like never encountered the system before or who's not thinking too deeply about it, it sounds really natural. That's fair. Uh, but there's a bit in the second episode, I believe. Mm-hmm. It might be the third. It's when uh, they're on top of the train and the train has shook and they're seeing what's ahead. And uh, Rowan has to roll steel because there's a Leviathan yep. and Rowan has a bad history with those. Uh, And the the issue was uh, I I said we we chose the option there was going to be that uh, she was going to take additional trauma or harm. And when you roll steel, it's like rolling harm in Apocalypse World. You you the effect applies immediately. So the trauma from that moment should have been applied. So she should have taken one trauma. And since it was extra trauma or harm, she should have taken two trauma. That's Mm -hmm. what should have happened there. And instead, we said that it was just like, oh, she'll just like take more in the ensuing encounter, which is not part of that move at at all. And we didn't even do it. Yeah, so.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. because I, I remember you talking about having, having that issue. And then when I'm on my most recent listen through, um, just being like, yeah, no, that didn't didn't go anywhere at all. That's okay. You know, not every <laughs> single thread needs to be
3: followed perfectly. <laughs> yeah, oh man. There's some fun stuff in that from some of the other games, but we'll cover those in their own post apocalypse. <laughs> mhm. Spoilers
1: uh, by the way for Ghost Lines. I don't know why you would listen to this without <laughs> listening to Ghost Lines first, but just, you know, for the record. Oh uh, yeah.
3: speaking of spoilers to Ghost Lines. Let's do Stars and Wishes. Uh in case you haven't uh, played a game where this has been incorporated, uh, Stars and Wishes is is a, a system by which you discuss two things your stars and your wishes from the session so uh your stars are like just what you really enjoy what you love uh could be something about the system could be something about the game could be a particular character moment there can be any number of stars that you have as long as we have time to discuss them uh wishes are in, in our case were we to do a next session uh what would you like to see next for your character or for the story or or where would you like to go with things next what's your wishes now now that we've uh we've talked about at least one big example of something that I did wrong. I know there's probably a couple other things I got wrong, but I think for the most part um I'll, still on the topic of of things we we could have done a little bit better or understood the system better. Um we actually ended up playing Ghost Lines not after we finished Undying, but we we played Apocalypse World and then we played the first half of Undying and we recorded that in two sessions uh and we recorded Ghostlines in between and there was like a whole month there in between Apocalypse or uh Undying 1 and Undying 2. Uh and in between that we'd played Ghostlines and it wasn't until a little bit later that I finally had like a, a solid epiphany of like how properly to engage with PBTA stuff and especially with the moves in PBTA. So there's still a couple of moments in Ghostlines where we treat them a little bit more as like actions in a simulationary style game like D&D rather than as these these narrative mechanics uh that that pbta moves usually are considered um but i still think for the most part we got it we got it right um but there's just a couple times like i think the bit where strathmill uh uh fires her hook up onto the train uh in like the second episode yeah uh, we basically like do that like a skill check instead of like a, a narrative thing
2: Oh, well, I actually I'm going to disagree with you oh, yeah? there because because I, I you know, I just re-listened to all of it like the, in the last yesterday and then part of today. Um, I thought that the way we narrated that it like like went up there and then just like fell back down i thought that was like and i don't know it was so charming in the moment the little interaction between xeric and Strathmold. but i guess i guess yeah it was kind of treated like a skill check but but it wasn't just like oh you don't do it yeah you know like 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 we definitely put in the narrative of how it didn't work and i worked it in and i i thought i thought it was i thought i i liked that moment a lot (laughs) i thought it was very funny listening back on it yeah i feel the same
4: way it may not have been perfectly pbta but it was just a fun bit of fluff. Um, which like, you know, again, maybe not like air quotes perfect according to typical PBTA principles, but it was fun,
3: uh, you know, and fun, you know, that's why we're here. So true. I, I I think that's one of the things at the end of the day, a lot of times if I do not adhere, you know, strictly to things, it's because of one of two factors. Either I'm trying to maximize the enjoyment at the table or for like, for like safety and narrative safety, like trying to make sure trying to keep everyone balanced and engaged in a positive way. Uh, sometimes I'll, I'll, in measuring that direct things one way or another, but for the most part, we played the game and I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm really curious now. Uh, we already got a little bit from you gel. So if you want to kick us off, uh, let's hear about stars and wishes. Let's start with stars going around and then we'll get, get to wishes after.
2: Yeah. Um, so, so actually, uh, when I, uh when I first heard about it about uh, you told me it was like ghosts and trains and stuff I'm like yeah I love trains yeah ghosts sound really cool and then when I heard that it was ghost busting I was like oh that sounds boring (laughs) I don't really know why I had that reaction I I guess because I'm the kind of person that like likes to make friends with weird creatures Mm -hmm. so I was like I'm gonna talk to the ghosts and then it was clearly that's not gonna be an option at all well it was for one scene (laughs) oh that's true I guess that is true but I didn't get to talk to a well, if you had made up a backstory where you <laughs> killed your blo- your brother, well, next time I'll kill my brother. Anyway, Sounds fitting for uh, Strathmill. I mean, Strathmill
3: has family back home. That could happen.
2: <laughs> You're so right. Oh no, but um um, I mean, my favorite part of the game, I think, just uh, as an overarching thing, was that I feel like the reveal that the cargo was was Hollows was like built up to and and laid out for us in a way that was like so compelling and 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 had all of the necessary like dramatic tension like like that was just so cool I wasn't expecting it and it was so great I don't know um I uh uh, I I guess I'm kind of just echoing Joe here in a bit which is like what you did with the setting was just like so cool
3: thank you that's very nice uh uh Josby how about you got any got any stars got any favorites
0: and this is just with the story or yeah so
3: now we're on to anything anything it could be story it could be characters it could be moments it could be like grand arcs it could and and it could be any number of them too although obviously like you know we want to make sure everybody gets
0: a chance to chat about stuff but um but yeah just broadly oh man um i I don't even know where to start with this What, what like I already mentioned the horses. Uh, obviously, the the uh, mutilated ear was a good.
1: Why, a oh fucking boy!
0: Insane! You're disgusting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I really liked Zerik's encounters or uh, interactions with Strathmill. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah that was fun that was so fun that was fun and of course you had to uh dig up some knives from my character backstory and throw it back in mm-hmm. the face to make me you know hate life oh yeah <laughs> I,
3: I i really loved uh for for gel you and, and joe how you did the xeric strathmill relationship because A lot of times with uh, the start of a game, I have to do a little bit of kickstarting to really like get the players into it and like moving and interacting and stuff. Uh, But in that one, like, yeah, we'd been chatting for a bit and we'd sort of like gotten ourselves settled in on the train. But like I didn't prompt that whatsoever. That just <laughs> happened.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I, I I love that so much because I I mean this is this leans a little bit into what I was gonna be as like my my more of a wish than a star, is that like I was worried that I was being really boring in that scene because I was like avoiding talking about my dark, tragic past. Um and then and then you you like brought it into this like moment of like all right, I'm gonna make Strathmill do her job, and I just, I just love that you came up with that. And it, like, I, I was so, I was so worried about ruining the scene. I'm like, oh, thank God, he, he saved it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think genuinely, uh, as far as character interactions, the bit we did of fuck Mary kill in the setup. Oh man, genuinely wow. helped us figure out how we related to each other. Was yeah, so no, that good. was great.
4: I feel like in the moment, for like, I know that definitely came through in the moment of playing the game i definitely felt almost like it was flailing but also i don't know i feel really really glad that it did not sound that way on the finished
3: recording so yeah i think one, one of the things that's really common uh about across the board for for doing these things uh, having this be the third one now that's gone from full full start to finish uh you always think you did worse than you did <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Yeah, that's fair.
3: And then you go back and you're like, oh, damn, I nailed that line <laughs> or like, oh, that was a good joke uh, or like, oh, man, I love how the like, you know, the, the music really brought out, you know, that the characters in that scene uh, and like when you when you add in the, the editing and, and the, the music and some of the effects on top of that, it can like really lend so much life to it that like it's like you're there and it's like it's like you're there in the room when we recorded it. Um, you got that same presence to it.
2: Yeah, and I, I'm just in in that vein. I want to give big props, big big huge props to Gigantic david props yeah mm-hmm. of s- props so big that you'd have to crane your neck upwards to look at them uh, Props to- so big to power a city <laughs> uh like a lightning tower uh uh <laughs> props as big as a a, a, lo- a real two scale prop of a lightning tower
1: <laughs> <laughs> to props-, <these.
4: laughs> props as big as a two scale prop so what scale are we talking here like one to one hundred uh, or okay.
1: props as big as a leviathan <laughs> covered in tongues oh yes to david for
2: his excellent music and sound effect work <laughs> in the final production it's just it's so amazing the fucking horses with their like spooky ghost shit like oh my god
3: horses were a fair amount of work so i'll take that one uh <laughs> the music i'll only take so much credit because like i i don't write any of my own music uh i use soundstripe where i can get a bunch of songs uh, uh licensed so that i can use them in something like this very nice uh and I do, you know, I I curate the music that we use in the show and of course, you know, place it and stuff and and,
2: and uh, timing around it. The timing is is phenomenal. Like you didn't have to go that hard on making it work as well as you did, but you did. And I love you for it.
3: Well, Mm -hmm. I I love all of you and I love this game we told. And I just wanted to make sure that other people enjoyed it, too, because it was a real blast.
0: Yeah. Even the like. Even the really subtle, like train car sound effects or like. Oh, yeah. Yeah boots walking across metal it, it was just just the small little touches that really really made it pop i think Chef's kiss. Uh, Chef's well,
3: kiss. i will have to tuck in a a thank big thank you there to uh dana showrunner of meddling with monsters for uh we we spent like two hours on a saturday or something where she walked me through some of her process for sound design for that show oh cool nice. and that helped me immensely going into when we started the ghost lines at it to To just do a much better job than I did in Undying, so like I'm oh, really yeah. really thankful for that help.
1: Meddling with monsters is also Chef's kiss.
3: Oh yeah, you should all listen to it. It's great.
1: One I'm thing, episodes in now.
4: Uh, one thing I also want to throw some big kudos around is to uh, all you know, and Gel, uh, Emma, Joe, everyone, everyone who's playing, and you know David too, of course, because I feel like you know again in the moment i know maybe this is just me but i felt more like i was just like ah, do the thing um mm-hmm. and in the end i feel like everyone's unique personality really came through I think and so too. i dig that a lot um the 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 conductor's quips in re-listening <laughs> were especially good that does seem like that would be a problem
3: (laughs) and so forth. Oh my God. Uh, There's a few of those actually that uh, ended up getting cut from the final version uh, that, that are going to be in a bloopers reel down the road. So nice. Uh,
1: Excellent. I love what everybody brought to the table. Um, Definitely. Like Mm -hmm. we talked about, I think that uh, Zarek and Strathmill and their bet uh, really provided some like I don't know, some nice B plot almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh to to like an episode of a show. Um and so even if you weren't like that interested in uh the larger mission of like checking out the 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 train and making sure everything was good, uh to start off with, you like you could at least get invested in the Strathmill and Xeric and mm-hmm. right? <laughs> um but like also rowan did a great job nix did a great job with rowan
4: thank you uh
1: definitely especially uh as as you got more comfortable playing her i think you brought out a really nice like almost a, a managerial side of her not in a bad way but in like a in a team mom kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, a, in a stepping in to make sure that everybody got what they needed mm-hmm. sort of way. Everybody's well, eating you.
3: their vegetables. Everyone's <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> eating their ghostios, <laughs> popping off their lightning oil. And oh now my it's goodness. time to
0: throw the ghost Molotov. <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: that was an amazing moment. Oh I my God.
3: That so much. That, going, uh, going back to edit, I had completely forgotten about that.
2: <laughs> I uh, had two.
3: Me, three, actually same just because man i mean we recorded this back the very start of november 2020 right and then the, the final episode came out earlier the wednesday of this week uh june 2nd i think uh so yeah i mean there's a little bit of time in between those two points
2: uh a little, bit. <laughs> just a little bit just a little bit a little bit a little
3: bit uh and because of that there was whole moments that when i was going through like the rough cut of the voice audio especially i was like oh man like this was so cool and that was a, actually oh man actually i i'm going to throw a, a star out there uh in the the very end uh, uh rolls poorly on her trying to swipe and, and take Xeric's ghost brother away uh and and the consequence is she flees um i was like a little bit worried as as the you know the 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 mc who made that happen uh that that was not going to Like that was just going to make it like send basically send Katarjun out of out of scene and that 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 might make it harder for her to come back in for some of the closing stuff. And Emma just like took that, like worked with it perfectly into how Katarjun was then feeling in the scenes that followed and then swung it back full circle to the drinks at the end yeah like i was all ready to wrap up in the, the like if you listen to the episode it sounds like i end early <laughs> yeah. uh and that was intentional because that's where i r- originally was going to end it in the session
1: oh uh, we couldn't end it then
3: i no, know but
2: no. <laughs> well, that that shawarma scene is so necessary I know. No,
3: you all did a phenomenal <laughs> job pulling me there uh so i again like i if it if it feels like i'm telling a good narrative it's because I do one thing really well. I don't plan super well. Uh, <laughs> what I do do is I react pretty well. Um, so if the if the narrative's good, it's just because the players are good.
2: <laughs> Aww.
3: Aww. I'm, I'm just I'm just making because like literally my whole the whole thing my brain is devoted to when I'm running a game like this is how do I make the next choice that the players have to make interesting for them? Uh, and that's like pretty much my whole formula. Uh, and, and I'm also like sort of thinking about some longitudinal stuff as like, okay, like we need to have a crescendo of some kind and we need to have some falling action, that sort of thing. But like, for the most part, I'm like, how do I make this next moment most interesting to the characters who are in this scene? Uh, and yeah, I, you guys did such a great job there of like, I, I thought we were done and you guys, you knew we weren't and <laughs> you, you were right. I I was absolutely wrong.
0: And thank you. Happy to help. Hell Yeah.
1: Oh, I really enjoyed every part of this. Um, I got like very nihilistic, very, uh, very broken in the middle of it. Oh, man. (laughs) Um, Which like. I don't entirely remember how I was feeling at the time. I remember being a little bit irritated, I think, just because like it was late. We were all
3: dead um, tired oh at my the God, end. It was so what, late. 2 a.m. Yeah. when but we finished. Behind the scenes note, uh, we recorded for a total of nine hours <laughs> on recording day. And it was, it was split up. We had a dinner break in the middle, but it we did run until it was past 2 a.m. for Joe. It was past 1 a.m. for us.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, And I mean, we talked about it for a while after we were done we playing
3: because
2: sure <laughs> of who we are as people. Yeah, <laughs> I think
0: that's, that's a good that thing I that.
2: like all of you. <laughs>
0: I think I got like three, maybe four hours of sleep before I had to go back. I'm so work, sorry. To oh, me. no. Oh,
1: so sorry. Thing.
0: I was willing to, to, to go with it and, and tough it out. But uh, it was rough. Yeah. We, thankfully, uh, with how we've been modeling things since
3: then, we're being more cognizant of people's, <laughs> a, More realistic of, of just how long we take and more cognizant <laughs> of, of people's needs. It's important. Yeah. Yes. It was just it was so hard to stop because we were going places at that point. Like, by right. the time it got to, like, 10 or 11 p.m., we're, like, we, we're thinking about stopping. We're, like, just getting to the action. And it's yeah. like, oh, no, we can't we stop, can't stop now. now.
1: And it, like, it was great. And it you pulled out some sort of last-minute-feeling twists, like, you know, uh, Granger coming out with the fact that, oh, hey, these back two cars are filled with hollows. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh.
3: I so oh. so the one thing i want to throw out there just for our, for our audience uh if it feels to you like like any of those like reveals and stuff were particularly planned they weren't really uh, i'm wait wait, wait, wait what okay what was planned let me explain yeah. to you my notes for this okay <laughs> uh i had i had read through ghost lines of like it's only four pages i'd read through it a few times I had taken note of items from the roll tables that I thought were interesting. Among those were things like a spirit well, uh, were, were a Leviathan. Oh, there was one that I didn't use at all, which was like uh, some some powerful spirit, which I ended up opting instead for a massive quantity of lesser spirits. And I don't think if there's anything else from that that I had in my head. Oh, like just like the concept of hollows uh, right. I'd ran across. Um, so... Those were all sort of mixing around in my head. Oh, and, like, the ghost hunting horses. Of course. I'd read yeah. from the description for 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 Severus. And as soon as I read those words, I'm like, I don't... I do not care what we have to do. There will be horses on this train, I swear <laughs> it. Uh, because as soon as I read those words, I knew we needed those. Um, but, like... and Oh, then the other thing I had as far as prep was, like, I knew the conductor. I knew Granger uh, as characters. But, like, in broad, broad, broad strokes. Uh, and... I had a map that I had up the whole time that was just, like, a map of train anatomy so that I could, like, remember words like gangway and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, And that was my prep. <laughs> so anything else was, again, like, I have this this engine that runs when I'm running these sorts of things, which is, like, what's the next most interesting thing? And so like, I also knew that in the, my back pocket I could uh, press on Strathmel's backstory uh, uh-huh. because Granger was a way to connect to that potentially. Mm-hmm. Actually, I have a fun thing there that never happened, uh, which is that I think that Granger uh, actually has a lot of respect specifically for Strathmill's family. Oh. Because uh, there was like uh, some circumstance. Again, I didn't flesh this out because we never got there. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there was some circumstance that basically someone in your family really saved Granger's ass.
2: Oh, that's so interesting.
3: Uh, And so I was going to use that to like because Strathmill has this really negative opinion of her family. Right. And to have somebody who then views it in a positive light, I was worried I was interested to see what the clash was gonna be there.
2: Yeah, that's fun. And um, I, I honestly feel bad for avo- being so avoidant about, about like having any kind of interaction that could have like revealed more about Strathmill's backstory. I mean, I think that was very in character for her. Oh yeah. yeah. And on top of that, just like,
4: gosh, what a character. That's she, the
1: thing. You brought like, so much sh- Other stuff, so much bombastic energy to Strathmill that, like, you absolutely made up for the fact that you didn't really talk about your backstory because you had so much else to talk about. Well, thank you. I I
2: found it a little bit hard to play Strathmill because, like, I... I like to be nice.
4: <laughs> well, you also like to be savage. So channeling that now and again definitely came through.
1: True, very Lapping true. Zirik on the back and saying "sounds like you'll get over it," <laughs> when we all oh know out of car- out of character, what just happened. That's one of my favorite moments. Fucking choice move. Oh
2: yeah. my god! My other favorite moment is actually uh, uh, when when Zirik and I are uh, when 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 Strathmill says to Zirik. Do you want to take bets on which ends the head and which ends the tail? Just because the way the dice rolled for that, yeah. it made the narrative just like work out so beautifully, in my favor, admittedly. But yeah. <laughs> no, that was great.
3: Yeah, because that is, that is when Xeric uh, flees below deck, uh, he and Catterjean both.
4: One, one thing that I think was weirdly one of my favorite things was, I don't know, I am... Um, a huge world building gal. Um, so I really loved when I was able to posit like the mechanism whereby fancy trains would kick themselves off the tracks, um, the
3: spirit Molotov, mm-hmm. electroplasmic blunderbuss, and yeah. so forth. Oh man.
1: Great name for a band.
3: Great name for and, a band. And here's the thing, as much as we did end up including, uh, again, in my in my bloopers reel stock, which I I keep one for every game, there is a good half hour probably worth of just us describing things that just had to be cut to let the narrative flow. Right. Mm -hmm. um, Because they ended up not being like, it was really cool at the time and interesting, but it just, it inhibited the narrative and it didn't ever really come up. Uh, And so a lot of that stuff got cut, but it's really interesting stuff. uh, So that'll eventually come come out in one way or another, but we got a lot of that. Uh, There's like (laughs) everyone's character uh, descriptions. Right. So, Normally with PPTA they have, like, a section that's, like, a little brief, you know, your style or something like that. Uh, your style, your outlook, that sort of thing. They often uh, have,
1: uh, because Apocalypse World had it, mm-hmm. um, descriptors for, like, you have an attractive face, an unsettling face, mm-hmm. a mysterious face. Yeah. Uh,
3: and there wasn't really that with Ghost Lines. And so it, we were actually, uh, we, were, we didn't do it in the setup. When we were on the train and the first ride we were settling into the room... I asked everyone to describe themselves, and since there was no bounds that that was under, <laughs> yeah, we just spent like 10 whole minutes describing characters and not in any way that I could trim down.
1: Oh, uh, now that you say that, I remember that I, I stress the fact that Katerjean has cargo shorts. Yeah. It's just like... <laughs> Too many pockets. Oh my god! You know what I I remember after so we recorded, I was like, I
2: because because I I said I think I described uh, Strathmill as having a sleeveless shirt, and then later in the scene, I described her as having a hood, and I'm like, are you telling <laughs> me? wearing a hooded sleeveless shirt i love that i
1: love that too
2: can i have one that is
3: so strathmore style
4: oh my
3: gosh that that fits
1: Uh,
3: because
1: your head would get cold but your arms wouldn't if
3: there are any any artists out there who want to do character art for these characters let me know and i will just send you the eight minute clip of people describing their characters so uh if it mattered more to the story i would have kept it in but there it was just it, it really slowed down episode one was already a bit of a slower start and i wanted to make sure people Stuck around and got into when things got good. So. Right. I felt like there was still that tension there, which yeah. was good. Like you I think so. You know,
4: you you know.
2: Especially listen, with Zirk's Bet.
4: Yeah. yeah. And also with like, you know, you're listening to a podcast. You're not listening to a podcast where nothing happens. Yeah. You know, you know something's gonna happen. And the way the hooks were laid out, not the lightning ones.
1: <laughs> uh <laughs> some of them were
4: electric. Some later. Uh, you know. There was there was there were those breadcrumbs, and it's like, oh, interesting. Um But that's one thing that I realized in what wound up as the final version is without descriptions, I wonder, and, you know, if if listeners want to listen to this and then answer, cool. I wonder if that helps our listeners maybe put themselves in our character's shoes or Hmm. something, because I I just realized I don't. I don't have any recollection mm-hmm. of what I specified Rowan looks like, <laughs> period.
2: I have a very distinct image of her in my head. that I don't even know if that is how you described her. Draw it? <laughs> It'd take a while, but I could.
3: Hell yeah. Uh, a- along those lines, that's one of the reasons why I actually shy away from a lot of descriptive detail for characters. I prefer uh, to, if, they're, if they have a significant article of clothing, I'll do that. But I prefer to more describe in emotional terms uh, what they look like. I I can't think of a good example from ghost lines but I remember I referred to uh in Undying uh when we we introduced uh, Giselle Vandenberg, who was one of the uh patricians of the city uh I described her as like having like the eyes of a trained soldier which mm. don't really tell you anything in specific about how she looks but like you immediately get a sensation of who this person is yeah mm-hmm.
1: and I think what's really nice is that because of how much character we all brought to our characters uh i think that it would be pretty easy to create a a band of uh of line bulls who have character descriptions like ours
3: at at the end of the day like this is an audio only medium uh i would love i i want the distinctness of your characters to be there regardless of how they're physically described
2: yes for sure Uh, makes sense which i think there absolutely was yeah Yes. yes
3: Um, I feel like we're we're slowly moving out of the stars. We were sort we moved a little bit into behind the scenes. Oh yeah. Uh, let's let's hit up those wishes, uh, real quick before we go any further. Is, is there anything? And this one, like, try to limit yourself to one, unless you want to like hop on someone else, something someone else says. But like, what? What would you want to be next? Either in big, grand story sense, uh, or just for your character.
1: I think Gel had one. Um. I, I
2: really just wanna dig into Strathmill's background more. Like I wanna I want I want that conflict with her past catching up to her. Yeah. Um I uh I I I was very avoidant about it uh in, in Ghostlines. So so I mean like if if any if we if we played it again, then I would like I don't know. I I, I love character development. And I think that she was a fun character to play and a challenging character for me to play. And I'd love to, I don't know, up the challenge another level even. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
4: Uh, Yeah, I think I would want to explore uh, Rowan's past a bit more too, because like I have vague ideas for what happened. I did not, I did not even really specify in my own head other than demons were involved she was the only one alive and whole uh, to come back from that Leviathan hunting trip. And she's haunted to this day and possibly pursued like that's all.
0: Yeah,
3: Um. I, I'm really happy that at least a little bit I got to incorporate a little bit from everyone's backstory into the game. Mm hmm. Um, like just as far as like the Imperials being present on the train and like Granger specifically being an Imperial of Acheros leaning into some of the stuff with Strathmill. Uh, like I love that bit where, where <laughs> Granger was like, you should be proud of your heritage
2: <laughs> <Right>.
3: <laughs> and Strathmill got to be not about that. Actually, if we can yeah. jaunt
4: very briefly to behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Um, one thing that just it dawned on me in retrospect two hundred ninety six soldiers in four cars because there's one for dining one for the nobles and then three cargo and then there's the engine like what did we do the math like 75 plus people to a car they're fucking sardines in there
1: they're used to it
4: they they must be you know I mean military life ain't uh, all
3: glam that's for sure Uh, I definitely wanted to like paint a little bit of a different picture between. You know, looking around in the normal cars, and then like getting up to the VIP car uh-huh. with their own their own built in phonograph and
1: yeah, I all loved their light bulbs. the gramophone.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I I loved the bit
4: where Rowan was just like, "Oh, eh, they don't need all their light bulbs right now, do they?" <laughs>
2: oh yeah, though. No, oh my god, I'm so proud of that quip. And I mean, it's just so great because like Caron was so.
4: <laughs> I actually. Uh, Due to time constraints on my re-listen, it was accelerated.
3: So I actually missed Charon's, uh, quit back. Oh, uh, oh, that's just where <laughs> I gave you everything you asked for because the burn was so good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, at this point, I, there's no other way to take this scene than to just say, okay, and move <laughs> on and, fair enough. uh, just let that excellent burn happen. No, it was very good. Um. Okay, so we're hearing a lot uh, for start for for wishes specifically uh, of like, let's let's dig into this people's history a little bit more Um, going around. Uh, Emma,
1: Uh, I would also love to know more about both Rowan and Strathmill's backstories. I have this image of my in my head of all of us like on Strathmill's home estate, family (laughs) estate, like Mm. being there to investigate something.
3: I, I have some good thoughts about that. I think we'll get to that actually in listener questions. We have one that's Ooh. sort of relating into what's next for the story potentially. So Fun. we'll cover that there. Hell yeah. Uh, so should I stop? This? Well, is there anything else that you were thinking?
1: Uh, I really want to know what happens next for Zirik too. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. Oh,
2: I was. Yeah. No. Um. Um. <laughs> um. The <bleh. laughs> When I was re-listening. Um, I noticed that, that the precedent was set that Caterjun, uh, through her spirit goggles, can see that there's a, a spirit in a person. Right. So, like, if she looks at Xeric, or anyone with spirit goggles looks at Xeric, they're going to see that something's off. Yeah, I uh-huh. wonder if
4: Xeric on the next job will be like, I've got Owl. And it's like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like he's either going to take Owl every time. Uh, or just avoid try to try to work on his own as much as possible yeah i
4: wonder if he takes owl and is surprisingly good at it as his brother kind of take Ooh. comes to the
2: front oh my god we should stop t- making we should stop <laughs> <making laughs> <creepy laughs> next <cinematic laughs> <cinemas laughs> <I'm> sorry uh, <laughs>
3: sorry
0: yeah uh let's let's get to What what's your wishes boy um i think if we were to play this game again uh I think my biggest wish w- would be to nail down a uniform pronunciation of taichiros.
1: <laughs> no, we don't get that. Actually, oh. there was
4: a diplomatic incident between T town and the Empire where mispronunciation was tried to be solved, and then no, all
3: right, everybody, all at once, <laughs> we're just gonna say how it should be pronounced, and that's right. that, and then that's gonna be how it's pronounced. Okay, one, two.
2: Oh, I think I said the same thing as Joe, which I don't think that's how I said it in the first one. But
3: I also had to be rolled back. Well, there it is. That's how it's pronounced. All of us in unison saying whatever we think it's called.
1: All right. Cool. Anytime we mention it in the future, we'll just play that clip.
3: Yep. I'm going to download that clip. And every time. Please don't do that. That would just so annoying. Yeah. It
0: would be beautiful. Uh, but no, seriously. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, there's so many like possibilities for how things could go from here. Um, honestly, I didn't even realize this was going to be a question. I I didn't Mm -hmm. even think there was a possibility of a continuation. So laying that foundation of there's this like, there's this, uh, who, who it's like, the, it's a conflict between the Empire and mm-hmm. Seph, oh, I'm gonna pronounce this wrong. Uh, Severos. Severos. Well, yeah. uh,
3: not, not, so Severos is where the Ghost of the are from, Avaros yep. is the homeland of the Empire, mm-hmm. and the land in question is Aruvia, that is... Reportedly, uh, oh, rumoredly
4: ruled so. yes. by demons. Okay. Yes.
0: And also has separatist leanings. My bad. I just listened to this earlier yeah. today. I've already forgotten. So
4: Arubia
0: <laughs> versus the Empire, apparently. Yeah. Potentially. Uh, um, oh. I really want to dig it, because it sounds like, like a full scale, almost like I, I like war. A- at the
3: very least, full scale rebellion. Yeah. And
4: world building brain over here what does a war even look like where if you start killing too many people Uh if you start killing too many people uh cool you just unleashed the plague and that plague is exponential
3: so good luck
2: oh my god yeah that's so scary
0: war turns into zombie apocalypse
3: yeah, but but like worse, right? Because like ghosts can do stuff on their own, and they can take your body. <laughs> That's
1: right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? It's like e- it's a mutually assured destruction of its own kind.
3: Uh. So so, branching off of that, actually, I, I want to step into one actually listener question a little bit early. Uh. So one from uh from Cashmaster Cash. Why oh I butchered that? Cashmaster Cash on Twitter. Uh, they said uh, that uh, I loved the final episode of Ghostlines. I know you're moving on to a new game, but do you have any plans on returning to Akros and Aruvia? Uh, I would love to see where the story goes with that ending. Um, so a thought that I had was because I, for the sake of this podcast, uh, barring uh, one caveat to this, that we'll get to in answering another listener question later. Um, we, we like to play games once and then there's so many fun games out there. We want to we want to add another one to our repertoire. Well, we haven't recorded Blades in the Dark on mic before. <laughs> yes. uh, so if we wanted to bring these characters, port them over to Blades in the Dark and do the next installment of this story. But in a obviously it would like there would be some time that has passed. It would it would be the next installment of this but it would be very blades in the dark still it would be the and, same and characters it. same world but yeah yeah I mean, but,
2: but that would we'd have to like completely rework I mean, we wouldn't be on the lines anymore would Probably we not. Mm-hmm. that's that, that'd be really interesting and, i really you know, like that yeah.
4: yeah um i would love to see xeric as a whisper literally two souls. still you know oh, um uh-huh. i will say it'll be interesting you know if slash when we do that adapting mm-hmm. blades in the dark because with all of the uh, stuff around your crew and turf. It feels like a very
3: l- long form game by design. There, so. there are definitely whole elements of Blades in the Dark that are just designed for a campaign, mm-hmm. and we're just going to largely ignore those if we play it on this podcast. Makes yeah. sense. Um, and we'll talk about them in a little bit in the the setup, of course, to explain for people who aren't familiar with Blades in the Dark some of the really cool elements of it and why it is so good for long-running campaigns. But at the end of the day for the story that that we're telling it's just the one shot so right there there can't be any any expectation that there's going to be a next one so um but yeah so to, to answer your question uh cash master cash uh yeah we would love to do more with these characters uh and if we do them for the podcast it will probably be in the form of uh bringing them over to blades in the dark and and going from there hell yeah also
1: uh, thank you for listening we're so glad Yes, yeah.
3: thank you listeners um i i love getting feedback whether it be like comments on on itunes or or just like tweets and stuff man that is like the best thing because it like seeing stats that people listen to the show it's like okay that's cool but like it's just like an abstract little number but then like having someone say hey this was my favorite character from this arc it's like oh you listen to the show and you like the people in it and it's just a whole it it's t- totally different
2: yeah, yeah. And, as, and as a person who 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 played a character that a fan said was tied for fave i'm like the people love me
4: (laughs) same i think it was that that was the same tweet right that's
2: the one i'm I'm yeah yeah oh my gosh
4: the fact that someone appreciated rowan to be tied for favorite character it's like you know maybe i did kind of okay
3: although it is worth
1: noting you both got beaten out by the ghost hunting horses well they are objectively the best Mm mm-hmm
3: they are one of the best things I've ever made. And I love them so much. And if you do art about this game, please show me, show me the horses. I, I will. I want
4: to. I, I remember in discussion well before even the setup, I planted the idea of at least the jaws of the ghost hunting horses. So, so I do, do want to claim. well well
3: well well in advance uh of us actually playing we had a whole time where we we were just collectively chatting about how cool ghost hunting horses were uh and in that i i think you and i together formed the the like jaws opening hyper wide Mm -hmm. uh i just immediately like whenever i look at a horse's skull or not not their skull but like look at their head (laughs) uh when i look at the horse's skull it looks like a horse skull uh but when i when i think about like horse anatomy their head is sort of canine shaped and canine skulls work very differently. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just felt it looked it looked natural.
4: Not to mention the fact that horses legs are actually super long, hyper specialized fingers is eldritch enough. So yeah, they're oh, already eldritch beings. They like, really
3: are. We're just well, we just brought them that extra step. Yeah, I, I really liked how they came out. I really I thought I thought Ghost Lines, the setting is just so fun. And it's so there's so many different things you can do in it. Uh, And we only scratched the surface, like as an introduction to the system, if this is your first time hearing about the game, like, I hope you can appreciate how many different ways we could have gone just within our story and like how many opportunities there are to tell your own inside this world. There's there's so much going on that you could do, Um,
1: even if you're just on a train. Yeah.
4: I was actually thinking on the way here how interesting it would be to do. A session of ghost lines that's like completely the opposite where, you know, wait, what? What was that? One very fast, very sly ghost gets into the train and possesses
3: someone. Who is it? You know, there I went through three or four different like favorite scenario types uh and unfortunately that one is pretty much mutually exclusive with the one we ended up doing yeah Uh 100 uh because just they require the same amount of effort and take the story in completely different directions Mm -hmm. uh so i mean yeah if i could do ghost lines again i would just do it i would do another story like i could play so much ghost lines (laughs) um i i love it um yeah, I I think it's really really good. Uh speaking of that, yeah, do we have other questions? Yeah, I got I got another fun uh fun question. This one's a uh, more higher level. This comes from uh Dreams and 2D6 from Twitter as well. Uh how do you decide which game to play next? Personally, I love that you're taking a wild ride with lesser known PBTA games instead of looking like every other PBTA podcast with like Monster of the Week or uh Dungeon World clones. Uh and do you take requests? It's sort of a a mm-hmm. one two question. Um for the, for the first one, uh, how do you decide which game to play next? So uh, anyone who's played uh, with me for one of these will know that we have like a big old list of, of all the PBTA games that I know of that I've pulled from the, uh, like the official website, but then there's so many that aren't like, don't get the official designation that still sort of count under the category, under the, the broad genre. Uh, so I just have like a really, really big list. And when a good idea strikes me, I pitch the, the the system to a pool of people who I've played with in other games before, and see who's interested. Uh, or if if like I already have a really high good concept for who would be really good in it, I specifically invite people to come and join me, and then we set a time and we play. Uh, so it's it's the best slash worst kind of creative process <laughs> where it's like I have an idea, let's just run with it all the way. <laughs>
2: And I know that like uh I've I've looked at that list and I, I like I look I at least glanced at every single one. It's so long. Yeah. But I like I like picked out my three favorite and was like if you play these games, please invite me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I have a I have a short list from a few people who are like, if if you get anywhere close to touching this game, I'm in it. Like I'm in it.
1: There are all, there have also been a couple of times where you and I have had conversations, David, where mm-hmm. I've said, you know, after we play this one we should play this other one because i think it would be a good balance and because i really want to (laughs) play this thing
3: uh actually our our next one brindlewood bay uh so we can i can use that as an example for how we decided to play that uh like i heard of the system as i was like on reddit one day and then i read over it briefly and i was like we're playing this (laughs) and that's how that's how it happened there that's there's there's the process and with ghost lines, it was much the same way i like I'd played blades in the dark before as a player um I had' never run it before, but I was familiar with like sort of the world and and how it worked and i'm I think ghost lines might be formally listed uh on the p b t a website, and I think that's where i I read about it and I was like Ghosts? trains, okay, this is on my short list to play uh-huh. uh like it just. You can hear in the setup for it just how gushing I was about the, the idea of ghost lines. Uh, it's just very, very much in my aesthetic. Um,
1: we couldn't tell by everything that you did with
3: it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in tying to the and do we take requests um, at some point, potentially this year, I'm still ironing out what we would do for tiers and stuff. We'll probably be opening up a Patreon. Um, and when we do that, I think one of the, the the tiers or all of them, again, I haven't worked out all the details yet. Um, Will allow patrons to, to contribute, uh, to the pool that we pull from for games. Uh, and then also I'll have like a short list for what we're playing next and the patrons will get to choose which one we play. Cause like oftentimes, as it was, as is the case now, I currently have like my vague thoughts for the next, you know, two or three games that we haven't played yet. And the order that that happens in is is largely comes down to scheduling and other things. But like, if we have people who are supporting us who say, "Hey, I'd really like to see this one next," then that's what we'll go ahead and play. Um, so that'll probably be added in down the road. Tying in both to this question and to the uh, the other question from uh, from Cashmaster Cash, Master Cash um, about like what's next in this story, there is one additional thing that I really want to do with the show, which is on a probably annual basis, I want to take a vote. And again, if, if we have a Patreon, this might just be through there. It might be public to our Twitter as well. I we don't know the specifics yet, but I want to take a vote for which arc, which game people enjoyed listening to the most, and we'll do a follow up uh, in that system. And we'll do that like not for every game, not for for every you know system or every one shot we play, but if there's one that people really loved. Uh, then, as a like a bonus content for that year, we will go and record another one for that. We'll we'll do the next thing. We'll follow up on uh, what Max has found at the end of Apocalypse World. Oh or... my,
1: my gosh! I like <laughs> I love that. <laughs> or play part two of uh, of Undying.
3: You know the, the communist one, <laughs> <laughs> oh. which we
1: lovingly titled Blood Red.
3: Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, Man, uh, a fun thing for for anyone who's interested in the Undying one, I'll talk about this more than Undying was scoped to be a a longer game than it ended up being, but we only got through what we got through. So there's more there's more to that story that would be ready to be told. So, yeah, Uh, so I think I think that's that covers the basics of both of those. Also, like if if there are new games that are coming out, there's a couple on my radar right now that I really want to play that I've backed. Uh, There's Little Katie's Tea Party on Kickstarter uh there's uh back again from the broken land um both really really cool little pbta games that i don't know when but they're definitely going to make their way onto the show at some point um not a not a kickstarter one something that's been out for a little while i really want to play monster hearts uh got a couple of good ideas kicking around for that um we're in the process of recording the watch um which will be coming out after brindlewood bay probably so, yeah, there's a lot of really cool games on the horizon. And we. I don't know if if like I pride myself on playing lesser known games. I mean, we started this off with Apocalypse World, which is right. a fairly big name. I think when we started out with this, I wanted to. Play the games I was most interested in. And if if we were going to play a, a big title, like I know at some point we're probably going to play masks, which is like huge right now, I Want to put enough time between when we play big games uh, that, like, we can consider how it is largely played right now and then do it in a way that's a little bit unique. Do it in a way that's very much us and not just us taking the same cut at it that some other people have taken.
1: Not to mention in between get to play some of the smaller games. Oh, yeah. Quote unquote, smaller games. I think Ghost Lines is literally smaller. It's only four pages. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, like, the the lesser-known ones, the ones that don't get quite as yeah. much airtime, because, like, there are some real gems that just don't get a lot of attention. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, either just because there are... there's There's so much popularity behind some other ones, or just because, like, a lot of PBTA stuff doesn't actually get that much attention just because like D and D.
0: yeah
3: uh, also like oh man i really want to play monster of the week because i love so many monster of the week podcasts <laughs> uh, but like coming up with what we would do that would wouldn't just like th- that there's not already some podcast out there that's playing that exact conceit oh. uh it's i've been racking my brain for a good idea and when we hit that idea we'll play some monster of the week but it'll we'll be good um that'll be eventually there's again i got a huge docket of games to play and i honestly look forward to a time when maybe we have a patreon up and running where people can help me decide and (laughs) take take that decision paralysis away from me um any other behind the scenes things or or anything relating to ghost lines you guys want to talk about i think we're wrapping up as far as our time for this today
1: are there any other questions, or is that
3: it? Uh, those are the ones that I, I brought. Uh, okay. There's a couple other questions we've received, but some of them, I think, tie in better with conversations around some of the other games. So okay. we'll we'll have those in, in those post-apocalypse sessions. Okie doke.
1: Cool. Anybody got any fun facts? We want to have a session called Questions You Didn't Know to Ask. I mean, I... Uh... I I wonder if I should
2: even say this, but um. so as we mentioned earlier, Ghost Lines, the recording went very late into the night and I was a bit discombobulated by the end. I did not understand the ending. <laughs> <laughs> when we played the first time, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. But like internally, I was like, I do not understand. Any of this separatist stuff? We're all really tired. (laughs) Admittedly, two AM is pretty late (sighs) for
4: ghost-fueled geopolitics. So
2: I was so excited when the edit was done, so I could listen to it and be like, "All right, what happened?
3: (laughs) (laughs) What happened in that game that I played?"
1: Right?
3: You, the edit was so real.
0: You have no idea.
1: Uh, I'm I'm pretty privileged in that uh because I live with the editor. Uh I get to hear everything that we've done as he's going through and editing it. Uh so I have a pretty good understanding and memory of of different things that happened, but like I definitely forgot how we ended that. I knew that Granger said some shit. That's all that I remembered. <laughs>
3: I so uh, I'm sure there are some people who listening to the, the finale, especially since it's a bit of a shorter episode. They're like, oh, man, you could have had a longer conversation with Granger. and We could have had that on Mike. It was 2 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we needed to wrap up. And Honestly, uh,
1: at that point, like all the action had kind of wrapped up. So it basically would have just been Granger telling us what was happening and us going, oh, Okay. Cool.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, I I think no matter what, I I think I stand by uh, us deciding to to high level that shit. Um yeah. just just because what mattered was was getting the knowledge, not as much in that case how we got the knowledge. Yeah. Um and again, like there was so much other stuff that happened to that episode that like it, it was it was over when it was over. We were ready for it. Um we'd we'd passed the we were into the falling action already, so it was time to bring it to a close. Um, speaking of, it's time to bring things to a close. Any last words from anyone? Uh, uh, my last comment on Ghost Lines is: I had so much fun playing this game. I, <laughs> it isn't obvious from how everyone has described me running it. Uh, uh, it was is right in my wheelhouse, and I had just a real, real blast.
1: Uh, I named Catterton after a word in the uh, Putnam County uh annual spelling bee the musical that i didn't find out until later wasn't an actual word it's one that they made up in the thing and i'm really sad about that because i love it and i love the lore behind it which has to do with like it only being used in one old norse document that we have and how it's like uh it's it's we don't even really know what it means because it's essentially like a uh what's it called uh uh like like yay or oh onomatopoeia no like uh ex-
3: exultation
1: uh exclamation exclamation okay sort of Catter
4: june <laughs> i don't know it's like Kater-June.
1: it's like the storm is approaching us so i can see the water Catterjune or or something like that and that's like the thing and it's great and i thought it was real and it's not and i'm sad oh oh tragic emma
0: You bringing up Katterjean's name just reminded me that there is so Xeric Nora for whatever reason I was trying to like name Xeric after like metals and whatnot. Mm. I don't know why that was my theme. I don't remember that but Xeric is just a bastardization of zinc and Nora is just Aaron the Pokemon backwards.
2: (laughs) Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs>
0: oh my goodness. Okay,
2: but I love that though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the entire thing. You're oh
2: afraid. my god. <laughs> All right. I just pulled names straight out of the ghost lines like, here are some suggested names you can use.
4: <laughs> Literally, uh, Rowan was in the suggested names and I was like, you know, that sounds like it might be a little gay. So I favored it and
3: therefore picked it. <laughs> Excellent. Oh my
1: god. When's the next game we get to be gay and do crimes?
3: Uh, I mean, the watch is pretty much yeah. be gay, do crime. Okay, well, there we well go. not so much do crime. Well, I mean, according to the shadow, you're doing yeah, crime. crimes you're right against true. crimes against the shadow. Uh, but that game is is very be be gender queer, do things. Yes. Uh, so yeah,
1: be gender queer, right wrongs, right wrongs. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, so that that'll be coming up. Uh, and uh i imagine they're i don't know it depends on who plays and and what sort of characters they make for like monster hearts but i could see some of that in there i don't know we'll see what happens we'll see what has in store uh for now though i think we're our time has expired uh thank you everyone for playing this game with me for talking about it with me today and uh just for being swell people
1: had a great time
3: yeah me too me too woohoo all right bye everybody Bye. bye